fun to explore. You, you read things, and that's part of the fun of being right. online. This hour is brought to you by you saw it. Team Hockberg. You heard it. Visit their website, 56david.com. That's 56david.com. So I don't know how to set this up other than just say we are at the time of year where such things provide uh, content as needed. Well, no, I, I think you should set it up. I'll set it up. How about that? Dan brought this in yesterday to our meeting, and he was like, what do you think of this? And I said, well, what is it? He's like, oh, it's Craig Calcaterra. I'm like, all right, great. So he starts to read off basically a synopsis of what fandoms are like. And I said, well, why don't we do this on the air? Fair enough. Here's how Calcaterra sets it up. And this is in the Cup of Coffee newsletter. And if you are not a subscriber to the Cup of Coffee newsletter, which is about baseball, popular culture, politics, a little bit of everything, you're really missing out. Craig's a geek in a lot of different areas. Yeah, he's a a recovering lawyer and and a lovely guy. So this, this started because when he sent out a tweet... And he said, I asked my readers to identify issues and implausibilities in the White Sox stadium renderings. And one of them said, the drawing shows a lot of people presumably interested in the White Sox. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, Tony La Russa uh, already out of the practice field. Yeah, Steve Greenberg tweeted that. I I retweeted it for people that that was basically the first person that Steve Greenberg yep. saw he said instant <sighs> instant Tony La Russa sighting. So there you go. Happy baseball season, Sox fans. Uh, and there was a response to that tweet that said, this had to have been a White Sox fan who said that no one hates them more than their own fans. So this, I don't like our team. <laughs> this was the starting point. And he said, I can't say I know a ton of White Sox fans. But that observation generally tracks. Back in the early hardball times days, I made a sport of trying to wind up fans of basically every team whenever I could. Sox fans are among the toughest to troll because there's nothing you can say that they haven't already thought or internalized. This inspired me to think back over my near constant interactions with the fan bases of each and every MLB team over the years. Can I just say that? He's 100% right about White oh, Sox fans. Absolutely. We'd rather curse the darkness than light a candle. Yeah, we're, it's fine. Like we, White Sox fans get it. They, they, they're they in on the bit. He said, this is in the comments of my blogs, various fan forums, or social media. This has inspired me to summarize the highly subjective impressions I've developed of the fan bases of all 30 teams over the years. So he inoculates... Before anyone yells at me about this, yes, I know that not all blank fans are that way. Save that criticism. This is merely a sampling of genuine sentiment I've received or observed from fans of various teams at some point or another. I have been actively writing about baseball for 17 years. I have written more words than any baseball writer on the planet over those 17 years online in bloggy forums with comment sections, and I'm a social media addict. I've heard a thousand times more fan sentiment from more distinct fan bases than anyone going. So before you, let's save the Cubs one. Okay. You tell me. I've got, I've got every team here. You give me a team. It's a, this is a jukebox. You know my whole thing about, or maybe you don't, my whole thing about the, the White Sox and the Cardinals and how the Cardinals think that we're some sort of kin, and I'm like, no, I don't want to be associated with you. Like, oh, we both hate the Cubs. No, we don't. No, we don't. You tell me where to start. Start with the Cardinals, please. Cardinals fans. 
Among the most hilarious things going is how loudly some Cardinals fans will yell at you about how they never, ever called themselves the best fans in baseball. So it's unfair to mock them via sarcastic deployment of that moniker. My witches do not cite the deep magic to me. I was there when it was written. You and your Cardinals fans elders lapped that crap up until social media became a thing, and then you were forced to confront people who didn't much care for the sentiment. Personally, I just lean into it. Sort of like how the Yankees, Notre Dame, Chelsea, and the U.S. of A. still walk around acting like they're elite dynasties even after they objectively are not anymore. Make the critics explain why they're better fans or why you're not the best. Once they start doing that, that the absurdity of the exercise will become apparent. They'll be the ones looking foolish. Just don't lie, man. That's pretty great. <laughs> Very spot on. Guys, fire away if you got if you got a fandom you want to hear. We're saving the, the Cubs. Should we do the White Sox one, or we want to save that one too? Well, he kind of already did. Or has that already been done? Okay. Well, but I'm I'm happy to. I wasn't sure if he had more. I'm happy to do it in full. Yeah, let's do, let's do the whole White Sox thing. As noted above, they know and have internalized all possible criticisms of their team before you can offer them. There's some quite understandable Cubs little brother syndrome going on as well, but it rarely comes off as toxic in my experience. I like that. That's all he had that's to say a, about that's that. That's about right. Um, Astros. Astros fans? Because they are a bunch of Astros. I don't want to rehash every argument from the sign-stealing scandal, but at some point someone needs to sit Astros fans down and explain to them that but someone else did something wrong, too, does, <laughs> does not mean that the Astros did not do anything wrong. Because I'd say that argument has been either explicitly or implicitly deployed in 96% of all interactions I've had with Houston fans about sign stealing over the past four years. Seriously, if you put Astros fans in charge of a police department and they employed the same logic about crime as they do the sign stealing, they would tell you that Jeffrey Dahmer should never have been arrested because they never arrested the Zodiac Killer. Okay. <laughs> um, Pirates fans. Pirates fans. They not make the list. If Mariners fans could use therapy for dealing with some erratic and uneven parenting, Pirates fans should all be placed in foster care to get them away from what they've been experiencing for so damn long. If it weren't for the imaginary friends they've created, the Steelers and Penguins, they might not have made it through. As for the purpose of the exercise, I can't recall dealing with any obnoxious Pirates fans ever. Same. And I'm not even sure what sort of form that would take. The last time I encountered a Sid Bream was safe piece of trash talk <laughs> was on a prodigy <laughs> message board. The artist prodigy? It's probably a format of some kind, I don't how, how about the Brewers? The Brewers. It takes me some time to scroll. So He's uh, scrolling right up with now. Me. I am scrolling. This is part of the radio. Here it is. They're pretty well-adjusted fans. Probably a function of being in Milwaukee, which is one of the more well-adjusted cities in my experience. I know there's some Chicago inferiority complex stuff afoot there, but the people I've met from Milwaukee don't seem phased about it and appreciate their city for the largely unoverrun and relatively less gentrified place it is. My experience with Brewers fans is similar. Many would love if the team spent more when they're in contention or on the cusp of it, 
but people generally don't lose their minds about it. That was until Craig Council left. Yeah, that's, then yeah, there then, was a whole thing. Yeah, then, and, then you're defacing public property. Yeah, in a in, a, in the most Midwest way. In the most yeah. Milwaukee, gosh darn you, Wisconsin type way. Um, okay, let's. We're gonna spray paint ass on your sign. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you take that. Because you're ass. You're ass, sir. Let's go with some of the big boys. Let's go Yankees. Yankees. The biggest drama queen's going. When things are going well, it's the Yankees universe, the evil empire. No one can stop us and no one dare try. When things even go slightly suboptimally, however, they would have you believe they're suffering through the worst stretch of baseball imaginable and no one's woes can compare. The micro agita is pretty extreme, too. Like, there's no fan base who comes within 100 light years of Yankees fans when it comes to nitpicking insignificant batting order decisions or choices about who should be the 26th man on the roster. All of that being said, I rather like Yankees fans based on what I've seen from them. However, I simply think it would be completely exhausting to be one. Red Sox. For years, the signature trait I observed involved Red Sox fans continuing to act as though they were cursed victims, despite the fact that they'd won one, then two, then three, and then four World Series titles. When you add in the unprecedented success the Patriots have had, along with championships and pretty consistently great play from the Celtics and Bruins, there's never been a more egregious case of rich people crying poor in all of sports history. Facts. This, thankfully, has died down over the past several years. Indeed, these days, Red Sox fans are a fairly baseline, happy when they're good, cranky when they're bad lot. Indeed, these days, I tend to think more about Boston media reactions. Because there's so many Red Sox media folks online, that crowd tends to be the most provincial bunch of marks imaginable. Like when Ricky Henderson dies one day, there will absolutely be headlines that read, former Boston Red Sox left fielder Ricky Henderson has passed. Wow. Um, before we get to the Cubs, what about the Rays? The Rays. Because, I, I mean, that's a... Got to track down some fans first, Well, right? that, that's what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm wondering how Craig's going to... Rays fans. I haven't encountered a great deal of vocal Rays fans online over the years. For a time, there were some people involved in the Rays blogging world who, because not everyone knew who their fifth best pitching prospect was, took it as a sign of massive disrespect. But that was like a decade ago. They still do get mad when you note that the Rays, more than any other team, like to raise banners for pretty modest accomplishments. But in their defense, we do that specifically in order to make them mad. All right, now give me the Cubs. Wait, can we do, there's one that I think we should do first, the Tigers. Okay. Why the Tigers? Yeah. Some people on the Twitch and the really? Twitter, or okay. Twitch and the text yeah, line were you know, We got an it. old friend going over and there. And yeah, Why we got Benetti going true. over there. See what he's getting into. It's true. Fairly baseline in my experience. Tigers fans never got too high when the team was great and haven't gotten too low when they've been dog crap. I suppose their experience with years and years of great Red Wings teams tempered their reactions to the former and their experience with the Lions, at least until very recently, tempered the latter. I, I dig uh, Tigers fans. I love their ballpark. I love downtown Detroit. It's f- fun times. Like, this is actually like you may have missed the boat, but it wouldn't be a terrible time to invest in Detroit, hmm. by the way. Oh, in the, in the, in the actual city I of th- Detroit. I think you missed that trade. You probably missed it, but maybe not. There were people not. buying up like whole blocks of um, houses. That's for, getting for ready nothing. to happen in Cleveland, too, just so you know. All right. So now. Your Chicago Cubs. 
Things used to be simple with Cubs fans. They never expected much, and their expectations were almost always met. The World Series victory and the couple of years of success on either side of that scrambled them good. Older Cubs fans say people over 40 have always kept their heads about them, but some of the younger ones who came of baseball fan age between 2015 and 2020 have been a bit insufferable on social media and in certain Cubs online spaces. I mean, dudes, I agree with you that this or that front office move or Ricketts decision stinks, but you don't get to play the this is the worst it's ever been card if you don't even know who Mike Quaddy was. That's pretty good. To be aggrieved but not be aggrieved. There's, I've, I've heard Cubs fans that I know talk about this, about how a segment of the fan base really just kind of became the worst after they won the World Series. Well, people kind of figured that that was going to happen. That for the group, the, the I would say 35, maybe even 30-plus group, that when they won, there was relief. There was the, the catharsis of this. I've been waiting for this for a really long time. And then there was some, man, I'm about to puff my chest out. I'm going to be walking in these streets talking that ish. And then when they didn't keep, like, when the players didn't go back to back to back, when Chris Bryant looked like he hit a ceiling and they didn't know what to do, I think that's, you know, it's usually unfair to say that of young people. As if what they did in 2016 wasn't really, really hard. Or historic. Or historic, right. Well, this is a 309. Bernstein's such a crybaby about the Cardinals. Listen, asshat. First of all, these aren't my opinions. I'm reading Craig Calcaterra's opinions. You want my opinion about Cardinals fans? Racist, corn-pone, goober jackwagons. If that's being a crybaby, kiss my ass.